0: Welcome into a new episode of Scarves Up! I am your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis, and joining me, as always... As mostly... David Maymoudis! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm in a good mood today, and...
1: Why? Was there a soccer game today?
0: Well, Sounders didn't play, but... Spurs are heading to the Champions League final. Watch the last the, And as late the as the last 94th goal. minute,
1: looked like they were not going to make it.
0: Yeah, so, so happy. Late comeback from Spurs, Lucas Moura with the hat trick, um, which has been good that Spurs... Uh, Are playing with energy, even though the Sounders' energy has slowed down a little bit. Talking about two games. Just talking about recapping one game against Minnesota. Previewing the next game against the Houston Dynamo. So let's get right into this game against Minnesota United.
1: Yep, good to go on the road and get a point. But the Sounders certainly had chances to take all three points. So a little bit disappointing.
0: Uh, So let's uh, look at the Sounders' starting lineup. Uh,
1: Sounders getting some players back, but Kevin Leard him out with the red card.
0: And Svensson, uh, he also out, so Jordy Lem would stay uh, in next to Christian Rodon.
1: And both Bruin and Rui Diaz starting out on the bench. So nice to see them in the 18. But. And
0: uh, both but and both of them coming in uh, to this game. Well, Bruin almost scored. Roy, Roy Diaz coming in very late. Got uh, five minutes. Um, Rowan Torres uh, also uh, on the bench. He would come in a uh, whole lead, but also... Uh, well, when he came in, uh, we got to see... Them. They, they go to three at the back since we have Kihi Marshall, and Torres. And with this, this means Abdul Salam, who got his first start as a sounder because Learlam was suspended, and Brad Smith able to push higher uh, on the field. And that lineup was looking good, didn't manage to get a goal from from. That but let's also talk about our back line. Do you think we should play three at the back now?
1: Uh, and I then don't, I don't want to see the Sounders in a five in a five four one. You know I like them having a little bit more uh, up the field, and I think they've got so many good midfielders. It's hard to take anyone off, even though it's hard to keep Torres off the game too. Uh, and the Sounders back line looking like it's going to get even more crowded with the uh, new uh, designated player acquisition.
0: Uh, designated player, but uh, with the signing of the Ecuadorian center back, if the, if the Sounders can pretty much easily uh, sign another designated, a real designated player. Um, in uh, the summer transfer window, so I wouldn't think of it as uh, as someone who's going to start every game because we're paying him so much. Right. Because that's not going to happen. He's 24. He's the center back of
1: the future for 5 or 10 years from now when Torres and and Marshall start to slow down. And
0: especially uh, if Torres goes away. I hope it doesn't happen because I love Ramon Torres. Um, But he has said that he doesn't want to be someone who's coming off the bench every week. He wants to be starting, and he might end up going to either LA teams. Um, so he might go, and Marshall is getting towards the end of his career. Uh, so it's good to have him. The other defender we signed midweek is Jovan Jones, returning. What yeah. do you think of this signing?
1: He's been playing a lot of uh, left midfielder in Germany, so it seems like that might be a place we see him since we have such, you know, two strong left backs already at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I I liked Joven Jones when he was here, but towards his end of the career and when he was going, he was just leaving Sounders training to go to the national team early, and then he. Just left the team, refused the contract, and go went to the second division in Germany. Started to not really like him because he didn't feel uh, as a part of the team. But he was there to win the cup. He was part of that shootout. Um, and uh, it definitely makes Spencer's job harder because now off the bench, he, he does give us good depth. Nice and he'll, to see
1: more competition to start and get the Sounders you know, out of where they were. Uh, a week ago when they, you know, hard, had, had a hard time even fielding an 18-man roster. So, you know, nice to see the Sounders coming up with 20 or more players who you'd like to see starting.
0: Uh, so Minnesota did score first in this game. Iko Parra, player from uh, SKC. Yeah,
1: unusually, Chad Marshall losing him on a high ball.
0: And our team was, and then we also had Abdul Salam, so we were pretty good on height today, yep, but the so this case,
1: Parra just got away from Chad Marshall and, you know, nice header to uh, dink it in over uh, over Fry to the far post. Uh,
0: I was very impressed with uh, Abdul Salam in this game. Uh, didn't realize how tall he was and he's another weapon on corner kick so adds more height. Means Jordy DeLem and Brad Smith really have to be the ones who stay back on those plays uh but what do you think of his play
1: um you know not not clear that he's fully up to first team speed yet but definitely a physical presence you know saw some good things out of him so nice to have another option back there
0: and i i thought he was moving he was moving better than leardom in some cases leardom is very good but sometimes he looks a little slow so maybe if we have another midweek game um, we'll put him in again so right. leardom see, is
1: fully rested no, i'd love to see him learn from leardom over the next year or two and become a mature more mature player and you know it looks like yeah he's got the physical attributes to be a great addition
0: uh fun to see ozzy Alonso again uh, happy he didn't score.
1: Right, glad to though. see the game end with no red cards on either side, no all smiles and hugs between Alonso and the Sounders.
0: And it was a it was a good it was a good ref. It was only the ref's fourth game um, in the league. Perfect game. Not, yep, there's not nothing that I would say he did Alonso wrong. Alonso had a pretty quiet
1: night, mostly staying back and pointing people where to go and you know just completely But that's pass typical Alonzo. to the other. But it, you, you know,
0: know you know Alonzo's doing a lot if if it seems like
1: he's not doing a lot. Right, but I don't think he was coming forward as much as he did sometimes for the Sounders and you Or for Minnesota him, this year. You didn't see him getting stuck in on tackles as much as you know he has over his Sounders career.
0: Uh so let's so f- 26 minute was when Iko Par scored. 42nd minute was when Christian on hit an absolute beauty of a, of a strike, slicing ball. slicing ball, a lot of curve. The keeper who has a very weird shaped head and expressing only one expression yep.
1: couldn't get his weird shaped head towards the ball or a hand.
0: And it, this, uh, I don't even know if it was nominated for goal of the week. If it was nominated for goal of the week, it, it was
1: winning when I voted it for it. We'll it should have won.
0: I'll go vote for that if I still can after this. Um, But, amazing goal. Sounders very unlucky that they uh, were not. um,
1: That they didn't get another one. Yeah, they they didn't get another one.
0: Both posts. Roman Torres almost scored. Almost got that goal. It's going to happen soon. Hopefully it happens before he gets traded. Only one yellow card in this game to Jan Greg Gregus, Gregorius, whatever you pronounce his name, but he could have received a, a red card for for yeah, this he elbow. Yeah, he's a
1: ugly looking plays.
0: Yeah, you know, elbow, but but uh, well, the announcers were saying it was a red card. What did you think? I didn't think this was. I think they called it malicious. an orange card,
1: which I kind of agree with. So I don't think that elbow itself was enough to get him sent off. But he was almost on the edge of a yellow even before that play. So you know. I almost wanted him, them to give him one one yellow for the elbow and another yellow for persistent fouling and send him off for that. You know, I think that's sort of how you could have justified it, given the four fouls he did before.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on, Sounders are playing Houston, 7 p.m., back at Century Link Field here Houston. Right, Houston
1: comes in averaging then, almost 2.4 points a game
0: and they've been they've been pretty silent like uh you, they they don't really have anyone on their team who's like super famous the league doesn't really focus that much on either team from Texas really but have they had a big series since Wilbur? yeah yeah I mean nothing beats the bear but Uh, Yeah, but they they do got um, a lot of good players. But uh, looking at the Sounders players, what do you expect the lineup to be for
1: this one? Well, I'm hoping that Rui Diaz is uh, fit to start. You know, only came in for about 10 minutes last week, so he may not be ready to go a whole game. Um, But I'm hoping we'll have our first-choice staff again and be basically, well, aside from um, Svensson. So I, you know, I'm guessing we'll see Dilem in the middle, but otherwise we'll see the the squad we started the first five games with.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing Svensson will be on the bench, um, just because Dilem has been pretty good. Has been pretty good. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure. D- Svensson's not sure been training about...
1: yet. I think he may be still um, out for a little while longer. Okay, than but
0: even if he's not, in Dilem has been fabulous these uh, last two games against LAFC and Minnesota. So no uh, real worries there. Um, we'll expect the same lineup, uh, with Leerdam coming back in, Morris and, uh, uh Morris and Rodriguez, and Nadero, Rodon, and and I think Roy Diaz will be in and, and we'll, we'll do what, will sub pretty much the same way. Give Juana. um, I mean, Buana, Buana started, um, in the game against Minnesota. So I'm going to guess that Buana, Bruin and Torres will probably be the subs in um Buana though depending on the score or or, or uh, yeah, yeah Buana depending on the score could be ship or Wingo. Or Jones. I'm not as too sure if he's sure if, if he's in right town. Away. Um, yep. or maybe we see one of our new young our our young guys, um, I do not Lavia think this will be the time Campo Chavez. Yeah, I I don't think we're gonna see so them do you either. Have
1: a score prediction for this game.
0: My score prediction. I'm going to say one zero Sounders. Roy Diaz comes back. He's gonna get the game winner.
1: That sounds good. I'm gonna go for two one Sounders, uh, with a goal from Roy Diaz and a goal for Morris who will be happy to be back on the wing where he belongs.
0: Okay, that is uh, the score prediction. That game is at 7 p.m. Pacific, Century Link Field. Uh, Sounders broadcaster is not national because, as we said, MLS doesn't really care for the Texas teams, as it seems to me. Let's talk about the other controversies. We spent a lot of uh, time... Last week, talking about Ted Uncle against the Sounders, he was in uh, DC for the game um, against D- where DC was hosting Columbus. Twenty-second minute, midfield Ted is Uncle the play everyone's
1: talking about. Trap between the ball and two players he, coming he, together.
0: He so the ball gets played in. It looks every time I see this play, like instead of running away from the ball, Ted Uncle is running into the ball and comes together with uh, Acosta and Will Trap. Then they go the other way. So Columbus goes the other way. Acosta he... goes down. He goes there. Um, and uh, Columbus ends up scoring. They go to VAR. They call the go back. As a referee. His placement as the ball, the his placement when the ball is played to uh, Luciano Acosta, his placement is good. He's like ten yards away from the ball, maybe even like eight. He's good. DC's going the other is trying to go the other way, so he's good. Um. And then once they make control, then he can. Just keep running forward. He moves the ball too far. He gets in the way of Luciano Acosta. Who's trying to win the ball. Um, Will Trap comes in. Who's in front of Acosta. And just puts pressure. And then because the ball is just a tango of legs. Will Trap pulls it back passes it out wide then it's a couple passes before they score Pedro Santo scores so in my mind this isn't even a foul it's, it's it's not a foul it's too far away from goal for this to be included in a goal check. So if I'm Columbus I'm really mad Caleb Porter. I've said it before I didn't like the Timbers but I like him I think he's a good coach. He, he should happy. be upset. He he should definitely be upset. If then, the ball hits the referee, it is like if the ball took a bad bounce on the field. It's just it's annoying if it if it happens. So you don't it doesn't happen that, that much.
1: You don't think the referee has an obligation to try to get out of the ball, out of the way of the ball a little better than Ted Uncle did there?
0: Well, I said that. He doesn't need to move. He you want to stay close to the ball, so I like when referees are close to the ball. The play, but there are that- some referees who are always, who are always, a fair amount behind. Like, um, uh, I'm th- I'm thinking of the, the referee we had in, LaFC, uh, that, that ref, um.
1: But anyway, at midfield, that how he's, how he's, how
0: trying how antip- he's trying to uh, anticipate
1: which way the ball's going to go. You know, it could have gone to either half, so I guess it makes sense that he's trying to stay at, at midfield to be ready for either team to, to get an attack.
0: But he doesn't start moving until the pass is already going and is intended for Acosta. And then he starts running and he gets in the way and it, it, it sucks if you're DC United because he stopped them from getting the
1: ball. Uh, but so unusually pro came out with an announcement today basically saying yes we admit it that was a bad call um I guess the question is what are they gonna do about it you know it didn't really see much other than the I mean they can or the VAR may not get their next uh the next assignment to MLS Cup but I'm not sure if there's any other punishment coming yeah to
0: definitely not gonna win referee of the year Ted uncle has Ted uncle though has never been. He, he's a, he's always been a strange ref he's never been very consistent and he loves to call penalties like you watch instant replay on MOS uh n m o s dot com he everyone makes joke about how about his specific penalty point um just he's not having a good two weeks um for the VAR this also needs to be clarified like what is the what really counts as attacking um as right, of so attacking what is part play? of the attacking
1: phase of play I don't th- I mean it seems like what pro said was just that it wasn't enough of a foul to have to have been a clear and obvious Which I agree with it. cuz
0: it's definitely not a foul and if there's a foul it's uncle fouling Acosta Acosta also down goes down really easily on this um, and based on the kind of player Costa is, I would give, I would have given him a yellow card cause he's a flopper.
1: So I guess there's another thing, you know, like if the, if you're in, if you're in, in danger of running into the referee, you probably do want to bail out and not, you know, not try your best to stay on the, stay on your feet and maybe, you know, step on the referee's knee. So I think that's another question though, is if somebody tries to get out of the way to avoid injuring a referee, should they be punished for that in the game? I you know, I'm not sure that was what what was happening in that play anyway.
0: But this is right in midfield and in the attacking play like if a goal's going to be called back for like offsides, like it's uh, uh, it's unclear how far back you can really go and it's usually only about two, the last
1: two or three passes. Yeah, I would say that if there's a possible foul committed that wins the ball, that springs the attack. I would like to see that called back. But
0: D.C. United had so many players behind the ball at this point and they couldn't win the ball. That's just good play from Columbus. Columbus has to do better.
1: But I think as a general principle, if you win the ball on a tackle and a foul that's not seen, it makes sense to go back to the beginning of that play if it's a continuous attack from there.
0: It uh, it just depends on how 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 it, i i think it also like the timing um takes into play um if you go it, if you score a goal really quickly i mean this
1: was about i mean that, that shouldn't matter
0: that shouldn't matter but maybe maybe it should I, I i mean i don't know I mean, the point is right. right. the it, main would it be thing different
1: if they passed the ball around in the back a few times and then and then they forward.
0: went and scored that, if that happened, then Columbus would have been even madder. Right. Um, I mean, if it, if it was like that, and let's say if uh, Acosta was down on the ground faking an injury, um, you know, like he does, um, uh, and then they're passing it around, then they score, and then they call the game back. I mean, this goal already looks like. Uncle is favoring DC United. If that happened, that would be even worse. There's so, been a there's been a couple of times in the in the previous times with against DC, where we've seen the opposite, and they and DC has been complaining hugely about advantage against them, where they where a team has gotten advantage. And then 30 seconds later, DC wins it back, and they call, and they they called it back. This has happened a couple of times in the c- past couple of years for DC United. DC has the right to be mad there, so, so maybe they feel like maybe they working. feel like this this is deserved from what has happened previously. So but they- the fact is, both of those are a mistake. That's not a foul. You can't play advantage 30 seconds after.
1: Either way, we will not be looking forward to seeing Mr. Uncle again. Um, when is the Champions League final in Madrid? Which I know you'll be looking forward to.
0: Champions League final, June 1st. So, could, so Harry Kane might be involved. Spurs are playing, I mean, better without so Harry Kane right now. That.
1: And obviously the main thing you'll be looking forward to is the Sounders game coming up this Saturday.
0: Uh, it, exactly. Playing better Spurs, playing better without Harry Kane right now. and We only have one more Premier League game um, in between them, but a point or a draw will we'll get us a uh, Champions uh, League spot. Um, but uh, w- one more thing about the Toronto game that uh, relates to just referee in general another with acosta and trap uh trap would give away a penalty kick what did you think on this play cuz to me will trap is bringing his arm in it's in and he's not and it's not I, I and it's the a key natural position
1: is, is bringing it in i think he, it wasn't fully in he was turning natural towards p- the ball national, natural it's a natural position. position but he was turning himself to face the ball his arm was beyond his body. Um, you know, yeah, it's a tough call, but I I think you can't say anything other than he was trying to block the ball, ended up blocking it with his arm. You know, it's hard, but, you know, that's why players get their hands behind their back or that's why they, you know, are careful to, to not expose their arm toward a ball in that situation.
0: Okay, so right now the Sounders sit in uh, fourth place, Right behind Houston, uh, same amount of points though. Houston has played two games less than the Sounders because they won the Open Cup last year. So they have played a low number of games um, like Atlanta or Toronto. Haven't played many midweek games. Um, LA, Gal- LA Galaxy and uh, LAFC up on top. LAFC tied um, mid, they tied, um...
1: Just today with Columbus? No, no, they,
0: uh... Now, LAFC, they, they weren't, um... They didn't play midweek, but they tied against Chicago. Um, they're gonna play Columbus, uh, who just beat the LA Galaxy. Locked, okay. Um, in Columbus, so... Columbus fans seeing both LA teams at their home right next to each other. Sort of funny. LA Galaxy lost 3-1 to one to them. Love to see that. Um... The second Cascadia game of the year, Vancouver is playing Portland. That game uh, is on Friday in Vancouver. Keep an eye on that. Uh, who who do you want to win that game? For for these, I mean both I mean, I both, of, both of them are doing pretty are doing um pretty bad.
1: Traditional is to hope for a scoreless tie with two red cards on either side.
0: Uh, don't you mean four red cards? Okay, on both sides. So eight ain't in total. Um yeah, I mean, uh, I'll root I'll root for Andy Rose to score again. Scored again on the week on um uh on the weekend um f- fun to see him. Hopefully we get to see him um uh, when when when, when they when no we already went up there. That was the first Cascadia game. Um uh, uh do not remember Kim Key? He's amazing play. Um, hopefully we'll get to see him, though, because he was injured for that game. Uh, but next Sounders game against Houston Dynamo, that game, again, is on Saturday. Uh, then the Sounders uh, have to play Orlando on the 15th. Uh, so that is that is uh, another midweek game on Wednesday. On uh, the following Wednesday, um, so t- so two, two home games coming up for Sounders. But final thing before we go, we look at we're looking at the five thirty eight predictions today. Sounders right now, um, uh, are are sixth. They're the seventh team, um, in the list to to win uh MOS Cup this year. Atlanta is sitting in second.
1: So normally I'm a big fan of Nate Silver, but this time he seems to be using last season's start for the Sounders as his basis for his prediction.
0: Same with Atlanta. I mean Atlanta is starting to get off the ground, uh, but not doing that well. And I mean I'm not a big I'm also not really appraising Nate Silver when you look at the Champions League. Uh
1: with no Liverpool for the over there,
0: yeah, no respect, but uh, hopefully, uh, he will gain some respect, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, when the Sounders keep winning because you are keeping your
1: scarves up.